and then they saw me in a bra, and that was it. Welcome to Single Podcast Theory. I am Brad Blazek, and I am doing my first solo Brad Radio episode. Uh, Brad Lyons is not here today. If this is your first time listening to Single Podcast Theory, you might want to maybe go back and listen to a different track, a uh, different episode because this is not a normal episode. This is kind of like a bonus thing. So go back and check us out. Uh, listen to one of our like normal episodes. But if you are a regular listener and you like what we do, I figured I would uh, do it finally, finally. How long have I been saying I was going to do this? So today is May 14th, 2019, and I am 44 years old today so it's my birthday and i figured i'd give you all a present so i'm just gonna play some songs that uh just i I didn't know exactly what to do um i went to see tool last night in st louis Uh, my wife had got me tickets a few months ago when the tickets went on sale because i was like wow it's right around my birthday that'd be a great birthday present she is the best so um, I went to see Tool last night, and what I'm going to do with this episode, I'm just going to play a bunch of songs from some of my favorite bands that I have gone to see in the last year or so, maybe a couple years, some of these bands. But uh, I'm going to start off with Tool, who I went to see last night. Like I said, they were amazing. If you're familiar with the band, you know how incredible they are. Um, if you're not, I'm going to play... Um, a song called Jambi. And I will just tell you, pay special attention to the solo because it is amazing. So I'm going to play the song. I'm going to listen along with you guys. So I'm going to play uh, the song and come back and talk about it a little bit. So this is Jambi by Tool. Thank you. 
man i love that song man just the 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 whole thing overall i mean the way it starts out kind of slowly slowly builds up and then you know the, it's just incredible song builds up and the lyrics i mean we can talk about the lyrics real quick this is one of the things i love about this song is the lyrics um from what i've heard is the singer maynard wrote this song about his son and where is it? So, okay, so it's the <clears throat> right before the the breakdown into the solo. He sings, "If I could, I'd wish it all away. If I thought tomorrow would take you away, you're my peace of mind, my home, my center. I'm just trying to hold on for one more day." Like, man, <laughs> if you've got um, a husband, a wife, a, a boyfriend, girlfriend, a, a kid. I mean, somebody that is, you know, just you're so connected to. And that's, I, I, you know, if he wrote this about his his son, I feel like this song is about my own kids. If something was going to take it all away, you would do anything to to not make that happen. And apparently, and you talk, talk about the name of the song, Jambi, um, for people like my age, this is going to sound crazy, but they they have confirmed that Jambi, the title of this song, comes from the genie on Pee Wee's Playhouse, who was named Jambi, and the song kind of the lyrics revolved around, um, you know, having a genie give you three wishes. So there you go. That's where <laughs> this song comes from. But um, talking about the solo. Um, I mean, Brad Lyons, I kind of wish he was here. We could talk about it, but he could give you more information. All I know is that that solo that Adam plays is with using something called a talk box. Um, and he actually, he said he always wanted to, to use a talk box and he, um, got in touch with Joe Walsh from the Eagles, um, who's also famous for using a talk box. If you don't know what I'm talking about, um, listen to a song called Those Shoes by the Eagles. Um, and basically it's <clears throat> a guitarist has like a, a tube attached to his microphone and the tube goes down into the amp. And when you blow apparently into this tube and you make noise with your mouth, the sound travels through the tube and goes like through the guitar, through the amp. And it makes that incredible weird fuzzy voice voicey distorted voice tone on a guitar um i love it what else anything else um that's about it i I just you know i love that song i saw them play it last night it was one of the highlights of the show um adam is an incredible player and to see him playing that song live is just incredible all right well let's move on to another song um the, um, Metallica. We, we talk a lot about Metallica. Our buddies over there in Nashville, Clint Ethan, host their uh, Metal Up Your Podcast podcast. And if you've listened to us for a while, you know that they kind of brought us together and uh, the rest is history. Go back and listen if you don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, uh, Metallica, they came to um, Nashville back in Ju- January me and Lions, actually me and Lions went to the Birmingham show, but I also went to Nashville. 
And in Birmingham, I had told Clint, like, man, all, all I want to hear is a song called Creeping Death. I love that song. Creeping Death was a song that when I first heard it live, it was one of my favorite songs when I heard it on the record, but I heard it live. Um, they used to do, some of you metalheads out there might know, a lot of radio stations would do like mandatory Metallica, um, like on a Friday night, 10 o'clock, they'd play like an hour of just Metallica songs. And this one night they played Creeping Death and it was a live version. I never heard it. And you'll hear him. You'll hear in a minute here. There's a part of the song where they're chanting die. Um, And in a live setting, when it comes to that point, it's kind of like a breakdown in the song. um, And Lars is doing this like drum, drum roll. Um, The whole crowd is just chanting die, die die for like a full like two or three minutes um and the band kind of goes with it like they kind of just kind of um keep playing along and the crowd's just chanting die and that just captured my imagination so much i was like oh that's what it's like to be at a concert it doesn't sound like what you hear on the cd on the album you know the the crowd's into it the band is also doing stuff differently based on the crowd's reaction. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. And I can't, I I mean, that's probably where my love of live concerts came from is hearing this song and hearing it live, but we're going to play the album version, which came out in 1984 on ride to lightning. So here is creeping death by Metallica.
Yes, sir. Back when Metallica was thrash. Not to say I don't like their newer stuff, but I definitely prefer their first few records where they sounded like that last song. That was definitely one of my favorite songs growing up, listening to those guys. And I think I I talked about it a minute ago. We went down to Birmingham to see Metallica play, and I had told Clint, like, all I want to hear is Creeping Death. I just, I saw them, I've only seen them one other time before the Birmingham show, and they didn't play it, and I was kind of bummed. So I just was like, I just want to hear this one song. I "I just want to hear this one song. Clint knew. So we get into the arena and I'm sitting with with, uh, Brad and our buddy Matthew Mayfield. And we've got seats, but we're pretty close to the the floor and to the stage. And we can see Clint and Ethan down on the floor. So, you know, every once in a while we kind of look down and they'd be, Clint be looking up at us and, you know, just doing silly stuff. But we get to the point in the show where, you know, they start creeping death and I'm like, you know, I'm an emotional creature and I start getting like, I'm super pumped up. But at the same time, I'm like, all oh, these years, I've just wanted to hear this one song live and it's happening. And, you know, in my head, I'm thinking of Clint, like telling him, like, I just want to hear it. And he was like, you know, kind of like, oh, dude, don't worry. They're going to play it. They're going to play it. But I didn't know. You never know at a live show. I look down to where he's at and he's just literally just staring back at me with like a huge smile on his face. And uh, I just was like, you know, kind of like we we had a moment. <laughs> so um, but yeah, Creeping Death. Love that song. Um, all right. Let's move on to speaking of Metallica and their current day music. They are. um they are t- touring in Europe right now with a band called Ghost. And I'm going to play a song by Ghost. I saw them back in October on the 30th. I've loved these guys for a few years now. And my wife is not a huge fan of music in general. You know, she she does not listen and go in depth with music like I do. Um, and when she does, it's not really the same kind of music that I listen to. She's more into like country and like the Eagles, stuff like that. But we were sitting on the back porch one day about a year ago. And she said, I want to go see ghost with you. Cause she doesn't ever go to concerts with me either. And I was just blown away. I'm like, seriously, you want to go a to a concert and be ghost. Like ghost is not, you know, country or the Eagles. And um, I was like, yeah, let's do it. And I looked up and they were actually playing in Louisville, which is about three hours from me, but they were playing on October 30th. And our 20th wedding anniversary is October 31st. Um, Yes. We got married on Halloween. That's a whole other story. I might have told that story. Have I told that story on the show? I don't know. Um, But anyway, so, yeah, we went to see Ghost. She is in love with Papa, their lead singer. And she is a huge Ghost fan now. And I think, you know, if you've... I don't know if you guys have experienced... you, You go to a concert with someone that's never gone to a concert before. They either get it or they don't. And seeing ghost live it just clicked for her she was having the time of her life so i'm going to play a song that is probably my favorite song by them it's called cerise so here it is cerise by ghost 
see through the scars inside you i can feel the thunder that's breaking in your heart i mean come on those lyrics are so like whoo man cerise by ghost off of their album meliora 
let's see, Ghost. They played this song live. Like I mentioned, we saw them in Louisville. And they played it, I don't know what the terminology is, but they played it like a half step slower, maybe. I don't know how you say that, but they, you know, a lot of bands, Pearl Jam especially, is real bad about playing live. They'll play everything faster, but they, Ghost played this song a little bit slower. And if you can imagine, it was heavy. Like that song just slowed down a little bit. It sounded fucking incredible. I love it. That song, there is a version of it online um, where it's vocals only. I was, <laughs> this happened the other day. We were recording our last episode and I turned it on. I had seen it online a few days ago and I thought, oh, Susan would like this. So I put it on in the living room, came in here into my studio to start recording with Brad. And we were just talking like we do before we start. And, uh, I, I, you know, I could hear the song playing out there. And did I say, I don't know if I said this, it's a version where it's, um, it's vocals only. So it's just him singing those lyrics. Um, me and Brad are talking and then my, I hear my wife get up and she comes in here and she is just bawling straight up crying and she just comes to me i don't even know what she was saying she's i just I saw it so i just love you and she's like saying the words and comes over and gives you a big hug and she's just like thank you so much for show and something like that so um i thought that was pretty great i felt you know made me feel good i didn't i didn't even know it would affect her like that i just thought it was a cool version of of that song um but it really got to her so that was that was pretty cool um but i i get it i that's when i hear that song and there's a lot of songs like that that make you feel like that but you just you, i don't even know what it is she she was like i don't understand why i'm so into this band and i just there's something about him singing and the words he's saying it just she connects to it so much and i get it there's pearl jam songs like that so, all right, well, let's move on. We'll get, let's get into something that's not, uh, we'll get, we'll move away from the metal a little bit. <laughs> this next song is the guitar player from a band I always talk about, Bayside. His name is Jack O'Shea. Um, and he put out a solo EP. I think it's got five songs on it. So I'm going to play one of his songs. This is uh, Tantrum by Jack O'Shea. And pay attention to the lyrics because I just I wanted to tell you what the song is about after you listen to it because um, when I first heard it I thought it meant something else and I actually talked to Jack about about the song and he told me what it was really about so check it out.
what would you call that? Like indie rock, alternative rock. Um, I don't know. I just I really love that EP. It's got five songs on it. You can get it on Bandcamp. Jack O'Shea. O apostrophe S H E A. Go check it out um, if you like that song. Yeah, that song's called Tantrum. I heard this song and listened to these lyrics, and I'm just like, what is he? It sounds like he's maybe talking about himself being someone that's got a short fuse, or maybe talking about a girlfriend, someone just got a bad temper. And he, he was playing in Nashville like a solo show nothing nothing major it was just at a little little bar so I went to see it and you know what that was actually I think this was the the next day I drove down to Birmingham anyway not that that matters I don't know I'm just kind of rambling here anyway um went to see Jack he played a, he played a few songs he played this song and before he started the song he said that he, you know, he's he writes a lot of songs on the road and he writes about his, you know, his family, his wife. Some of the songs about his wife, some of the songs are about his kid. And this song was about his kid. So she's three year old, little cutie pie. If you see, he posts pictures of her all the time. And that's why the song is called Tantrum, because it's about a two or three year old having a tantrum. And I was listening to the lyrics and, you know, he says, I hope there's some reason why you pound your fist on the floor. Um, And then something about, let me see, I got it here. Oh, there must be some reason why you scream and pull out your hair. And I was just instantly like, you know, I could see a little two-year-old just going crazy. And it just, I don't know, it kind of, it just made me laugh because I didn't see that coming at all. And then when you hear the song from a three-year-old point of view you know that's that's what the lyrics are um and that's you know that's something i love about music and about lyrics is that you can hear a song and hear these lyrics and think it's one thing and it's not it's a different thing or it's like you hear a song that sounds like this person must have gone through hell to write these lyrics and then you see like a storytellers type show and they explain it was like you know they went to get a donut and they didn't they were out of their favorite donuts you know what i mean it's always something like crazy like that so anyway yeah jack o'shea is the guitar player in Bayside, so I'm going to play a Bayside song now. This is a band that has been around, I don't know, 15 years, something like that. Um, and I only discovered them two years ago, but I kind of became obsessed with them. <laughs> um, I, I just, I don't know why. You ever, you ever like discover a band and just go crazy and listen to all their stuff? I couldn't believe that I had missed out on these guys. I had, think I had heard the name because. A day to remember had toured with them at some point, and so I just knew of the name, but I never really listened to their music. But a friend of ours, Ethan, is friends with those guys, and kind of was like, "You should check them out." And I'm like, "All right, I'll I'll check them out," and I did, and I fell in love. So this is a song called "Enemy Lines" off their latest album called "Vacancy." Here's Bayside.
Enemy Lines by Bayside. I think one of the reasons I like Bayside so much is their singer, Anthony Ranieri. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Ranieri? Ranieri? He's very, uh, what do you call it? Autobiograph- autobiographical? <laughs> he writes a lot of lyrics that um, are almost like um, journals or diary entries. So, yeah, it's a little emo, and I know some people probably don't like that kind of stuff, but I do. And I think this song in particular, besides, it's just a, I just love the, like, driving beat of it. But the words um, he's saying um, on the last of my kind, just a yank in southern battlefields, a Yankee in southern battlefields behind enemy lines and alone to find out how I wound up here. This is this song comes from an album called Vacancy and every song on Vacancy was written um, while Anthony was living in a hotel because he just had gotten divorced. So a lot of these songs, you can tell, directly are influenced by his breakup and his divorce. And they're not like all fuck you songs. They're just, you know, a guy going through a divorce. And I th- I don't know. I have no idea. But I kind of read between the lines that I know Bayside is from New York. And I think at some point, Anthony and his wife moved here to Tennessee. And then they uh, soon after they split up and it kind of sounds like he's he's, you know, he's stuck here in the South and something very similar happened to me years ago. And so I just can, I just really relate to that and I could totally be wrong. I don't know, (laughs) but it's the, the way I look at it is I am from outside Chicago and I've come down to the South and a lot of people jokingly refer to me as a Yankee, um, people that are from here that lived here all their lives. And you do demand the behind enemy lines. <laughs> like there's a lot of uh, civil war history around here in this area of the, the country. And it's just, you do kind of feel like an outsider. And I've been out of Chicago for 20 years and I still don't feel at home. I I think at this point I never will. But anyway, I just really relate to what he's saying in this song. So that's uh, Bayside. So now we're going to do, let's see, I'm going to play a song by another band that I mentioned a little while ago as they these guys are a day to remember. It's the name of the band. Uh, I think they opened for Bayside years ago. I guess we're going to get back into a little bit of the harder music. I hope you guys, you know, maybe you hate all these songs. Maybe you like them. If you're still listening, thank you. (laughs) This is kind of weird for me to be doing this by myself, but uh, I'm just going to push through it. So I did remember when I first moved to Paris, Tennessee area, this was when I had discovered Pandora and I would listen to, I don't even remember what I was, I don't know. I spent a lot of time online and I would put on Pandora and, oh, I know what it was. I was Newfound Glory. I put on like the Newfound Glory station and there was a bunch of bands. A Day to Remember was one of them that I just kind of fell in love with. And you'll hear here in a minute, they are, I guess, I don't know. People call them like uh, pop punk or 
I don't I don't even know. I, I hate putting labels like genres because these guys kind of they're kind of like pop punk, um, but they mix kind of like metal and hardcore and it's kind of uh, a more mainstream version of punk and hardcore. Um, and I think that punk people hate that and hardcore people hate that. But there's people like me that, are, that don't care about that kind of labeling. I just listen to these songs and I like them. So I'm going to play a song called The Plot to Bomb the Panhandle. This is a day to remember. I've learned to let Stand. Right here with my friends I'll make my stand 
wasn't that fun. Just a, a, a mix of metalcore, pop punk, post-hardcore. Yes, I looked it up. That's what they're, they call a day to remember. Metalcore, pop punk, post-hardcore. I don't know. It's just fun, heavy music to... I mean, you go to the shows and the kids are just going crazy. I mean, these guys, you know, this is stuff that like my my son and daughter listen to, you know, um, just, uh, you know, go to the, I, I'm as a 44 year old today. I go to these shows and I feel um, super out of place. Like, I feel like, yeah, I like this music, but man, it's all just kids around me, teenagers and 20 year olds and. Um, but I love it. I feel it's just, I just, uh, gets me moving music like this and those lyrics, you know, you talk about emo, the stuff he's talking about. This is basically like a, a, a breakup song and he's, you know, I'm looking down at the mess that you made. I can't believe I stayed so unhappy for so long. Where did I go wrong? Um, (laughs) but I mean, it's just the end when he's saying, I'll make my stand right here with my friends. You know, there's that safety in numbers kind of thing, like us against that horror, you you horrible person that broke up with me. A day to remember. Check it out. Plot to bomb the panhandle if you're into that kind of thing. These guys also did a cover. This is like a perfect example of what this band is. They did a cover of Kelly Clarkson's Since You've Been Gone. And it's just like the perfect mix of a pop song by whatever you want to call it, pop punk band doing a pop song. And it's, it's a cool, it's kind of, I think that is when they were first starting out, a lot of people took notice because of their version of that song. So there you go. What else do we have? Um, Okay. I'm going to play a song by a band called local H and you'll hear, they kind of sound like Nirvana ish. Maybe not so much. The dude's voice is kind of like Nirvana. Um, But this is a song called City of Knives by Local H.
City of Knives from Local H. Um, that's off their 2015 album called Hey Killer. Um, uh, I, I, you know, I kind of forgot about my theme to this episode, but <laughs> I was trying to play songs um, from bands that I have seen play live in the last couple of years. Um, so I picked this song because these guys opened for Metallica in 20, what was it? 2016? When did I go to that show? I'm trying to look at my poster here. 2017, June 2017 in St. Louis. Um, we talked about Metallica a million times on the show, but that was the show that I went to. I won the Snake Pit tickets and I took Clint and that's when we first met for the first time. And he told me about some guy named Brad that was starting a Pearl Jam podcast and the rest is history. Two years later, here I am. Um, but yeah, Local H is a Chicago three-piece. Um, they've been around, f- God, 20, 25 years. Um, they had a, a big hit back in the 90s called Bound to the Floor. Love that song. If you like what you just heard, check that out, Bound to the Floor. Um, and they actually had a song called Eddie Vedder. Um I think that was the name of it. It's it's let me you know what I'm gonna look it up real quick because <clears throat> I wanna know. Brad, if you're listening, you can edit some of this here, but if not, you're all gonna get to hear what I'm talking about. Yeah, local H Eddie Vetter. I think he says Um If I was Eddie Vetter, would you like me any better? <laughs> it's a good song. Uh, did I say three piece? I meant two piece. Um, the singer plays guitar and then there's a drummer. And when we saw them, um, it's pretty cool setup. The um, guitar, I think, I think how it works is he's got two pickups on the guitar and one goes to a guitar amp and the other goes to a bass amp. So you're getting, you know, guitar and bass out of just the one guitar. Um, and when we were at the show, um, it's, it was raining like all day off and on. They even, <clears throat> I had VIP tickets, but they, so they let us in early, but they would not let Clint and all the peasants with the regular tickets. Uh, they wouldn't let them in. Uh, because it started storming real bad at one point. I was down below um, at the, uh, they have like a Metallica museum that they take to all their shows for the VIPs and they've got food and stuff. It was pretty cool. If, if you ever have the money for a Metallica VIP, it's definitely worth the money. But anyway, back to uh, Local H. When they were playing, it was raining so bad and this dude's equipment started fucking up on them and I felt bad for them and um, like because they're just a little you know local band they're not huge uh, they had like I said they had the one song back in the 90s but that's it but they're still out there still doing it um, it was cool to see them playing um, and their tech dudes guitar tech came out tried to help them fix and they did they got it fixed but it was a little 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 sketchy there for a minute I didn't know if they were going to keep going but he did show must go on right um so yeah local h um we're just i'm about wrapping it up here um i'm gonna play a couple more for you 
Um, the band that I always refer to as my Pearl Jam before Pearl Jam is Def Leppard. Um, so if you, you know, if you're probably, if you're our age, I'm sure you've heard of Def Leppard. Even if you're not, you've probably heard of them. Um, Pour Some Sugar On Me, uh, Rock of Ages, Photograph. Those were some of their huge hits. They're still out, out there touring to this day. I saw them um, two years ago, almost two years ago to the date. I think it was it was a week or two into April of 2017. I went to see, see them play um, here in Nashville. Um, but I'm going to play you a song, the title track off the album Hysteria. It's, it is definitely my favorite song by them. Um, just a really cool, you know, 80s rock song. So here is Def Leppard Hysteria.
Man, it's hard to believe that that song is almost 32 years old. 32! I mean, 1987, that album came out. That song came out. Man, that takes me back. I mean, eighth grade, uh, listening to that song, just being a little dork, you know, wanting to uh, talk to girls and you fall in love and <laughs> all that stupid crap when you're 14, 15 years old. Um, yeah, I love that song, though, and it holds up 32 freaking years later. Um, yeah, if if you think Def Leppard is just another 80s hair band, go check out um, you know their early stuff, Pyromania, the album Hysteria. Um, Hysteria really is an incredible album. Um, every, every song on there is just a masterpiece, you know? Um, and that's that, kind of going back to a day to remember, like not to compare them to them, but, um, Def Leppard kind of mixed perfectly like eighties heavy metal, not thrash, but they were kind of considered heavy metal for the time or maybe hard rock, but the hysteria album, they really kind of tried to evolve more into like a pop rock band that still had some of the harder rock stuff to it it's it's a great mix of that kind of music um and like i said i think they put out they when they recorded the album they they said that they saw that michael jackson's thriller had like six or seven singles which was kind of unheard of usually there's two or three singles on an album and thriller had i think six or seven singles and they're all fucking hits and they were like why can't we do that and they did i think uh i think every song on side one is was released as a single and then hysteria is on side two um so check that out um all right well i think i'm gonna wrap this up um, thank you for listening. Um, I'm going to play one more song. And since this is a Pearl Jam podcast, and I did see Pearl Jam last year, uh, I'm going to play a Pearl Jam song for those of you that toughed it out and made it all the way to the end. Um, I'm going to do a little different. I'm going to play a live version of this. I've we've I've talked about this before, but this is the live version of oceans from unplugged i think it's one of the greatest pieces of recorded music in history (laughs) and that's uh that maybe a little bit of hyperbole in there but fuck it man i love that song and i love this version so here is oceans from pearl jam unplugged
can be said that hasn't already been said about that. I think one of the reasons I love this so much is that I don't think when this originally aired that I watched it. I don't know. I can't remember I because I don't remember hearing Oceans, but I know it, I think what happened was they showed it the original like hour long version. They showed Oceans was part of that. But then they would always do like an edited version that was like a half an hour where they cut. Uh, I'm pretty sure Oceans was cut out of that half hour version. So I never saw Oceans on the Unplugged until like a few years ago when it was showed up on YouTube. And I was blown away. But I love it. All right. Well, that's it for my first solo episode. I hope I sounded okay. I feel like... I sound totally different because <laughs> I don't have lines here to bounce off of. And it doesn't feel like a natural conversation. I feel like I'm just talking like I'm just, uh, you know, reading, not reading, uh, but just like talking off the top of my head to an empty room. So it feels weird. Anyway, I'm going to stop rambling now and I appreciate you guys listening. I'm sorry this took forever to put out. Maybe after hearing it, you're probably glad I never did it, <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see if people liked it. I might do another one. I've got a couple of ideas in the back of my head, but now I think that I've done it. I'll do, I'll do some more if people like it, I'll try and get them done a lot quicker than before. So again, thank you for listening. If you made it all the way to the end here, um, you can always email us at singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com. Um, we're on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We're on YouTube. This might not be on YouTube. So if you're hearing this on YouTube, congratulations. None of these bands that I played kicked us off. But uh, sometimes when we do these episodes, Pearl Jam never kicks us off when we play their stuff. So that's cool. But some of these bands have a thing where it automatically kicks you off on YouTube. Anyway, um, so this is, uh, <laughs> you've been listening to Brad Radio on Single Podcast Theory. I'm Brad B. saying, I know your soul is not tainted, even though you've been told so. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.
said no. I'm dead. Ah, that was fine. Fuck yeah.